Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Chris Vaccaro Day. Get excited. Yes, sir. Nando, what's up, buddy? How was your week Wait. six in fantasy football? Uh, week six is pretty good. Week six is pretty good, I think. I mean, I don't know. Like, they're all the same to me. And that's not like a, that's not like a, a uh, you know, COVID joke. Like, it's like all these weeks are becoming very – there's always a confusing guy like Darrell Henderson that I can't figure out and I guess wrong on every time. Uh, my quarterbacks consistently underperform, uh, but I squeak out a win, and I'm gonna. I'm like, a, I got like a ton of very weak, um, five and one and four and two teams, and then I have some very very strong, um, you know, two and four teams, which is strange. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's been that type of uh, weird season so far, and and I understand uh, where you're coming from with the weak quarterback play because I had a lot of that myself this past week, and. Uh, well, you're scrambling. How'd you, how'd you end up replacing Dak Prescott? We haven't talked to you since last Tuesday before waivers ran. Well, uh, I replaced it in multiple ways. Uh, you know, some Ryan Fitzpatrick, which he was off to a great start the other day and then, you know, basically gave nothing in the second half and, and wound up with, uh, you know, just a average, I guess, day for fantasy points. Uh, and then some teams I replaced him with Andy Dalton, and I'm sure we'll get into that during the show, but... That was a complete bomb, and uh, I guess we should have saw it coming with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's track record uh, under the lights uh, on Monday Night Football in his history—it's—it's it's unbelievable. When the lights go on and he's on primetime television, he folds. And uh, last night was no different. So, are you trying to say that next week he'll be fine? Like, what do you are you are you gonna hold? Are you gonna hold on Andy Dalton? I don't know how much worse he could be than what I saw last night. I didn't expect that. Uh, and, and I'll tell you what I did, you know, I don't want to put it all on Dalton because, you know, he was bad, but I think this Arizona defense is kind of underrated for a fantasy defense. They had some guys moving around there. Secondary's really good with Buda Baker and Peterson looks like he's back. Um, he shut down Gallup really well last night. Are they playing without Chandler Jones? Yeah. And imagine if he was healthy without, you know, he picked up his, uh, you know, season ending bicep injury. But if he didn't do that, uh, you know, this is a really good defense. So, um, you know, Let's it was keep an going. up and you down know, week. So, so then next week, I mean, they got Washington, Dallas. Uh, I assume people are going to be very angrily dropping Andy Dalton, but are you going to be one of them? I mean, depending like, you know, what else is out there, right? Yeah, I don't think you can afford to drop a quarterback of, you know, like a you know, Dalton on a team like Dallas. You just got to hope that it was a one day, uh, a one week bad game. And then he comes back and he, and he, you know, performs like we thought he would, which we knew he wouldn't be Dak Prescott leading this offense. But at the same time, we didn't expect we were getting, uh, you know, Joe Flacco. Well, you know what he did do that a lot of people might not have noticed is he threw to, well, I mean, maybe they did. I'm sure they did. They're smart. He threw to Ezekiel Elliott a ton 
And he did that in Cincinnati a lot. And I don't think people give him the credit for that. You know, you don't think of Andy Dalton as the guy who like dinks down to Giovanni Bernard, but he dinked down to Ezekiel Elliott 11 times. Yeah, uh, and I think that was just a matter of uh, Arizona getting to him pretty quick. Uh, Dallas's offensive line is decimated now. Uh, Zach Martin left the game last night. And, and it's crazy uh, to think back two years when the Dallas offensive line was maybe one of the best offensive lines we've ever seen and yeah. how they had five absolute studs on the line and Zeke could run for days and, and you know, Dak was being protected forever. And now they're all gone. They're all gone. And uh, I think that's going to be trouble ahead for everybody uh, involved in this offense. And, uh, you know, Zeke, he, he might not be, uh, you know, he, not, he might not have all that room to run for the rest of the season. And I think that's why you see, saw a lot of checkdowns last night was Dalton just trying to get rid of the ball real quick. It's going to be an interesting team to watch. Mike McCarthy, I think, is going to take the brunt of that no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just people like to dump on Mike McCarthy. Well, maybe. But listen, what you were saying at the top of the show, Nando, about football this past Sunday, uh, you know, did you notice it was re- – I hated this past week's football setup and how we had nine games at 1 o'clock and the games were kind of boring this week, you know? I, I don't know if you felt the same way. I thought it was boring other than that Tennessee – uh, Texans game and then we went into the four o'clock window and there was just two games one of them was the Jet Dolphin game and it was like football died like after the four like after one o'clock so it felt like a really crappy day then we went into last night the Chiefs Bills game was brutal to watch it was boring as hell uh, we thought we would get like a fantasy shootout with so many superstars and it didn't live up to the hype even and then Arizona Dallas wasn't that good I have a lot of Arizona guys, so I loved it myself. But other than that, it was just a bad week of fantasy football. A lot of low scores across all my leagues. Um, just a crappy week that I think a lot of people won't be happy about this week. Uh, you know, with, in the Twitter world, a lot of people would be down on this past week. So last night, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit to the inner workings of The Athletic. Uh, we got this really great new breaking news feature. Um it's on the app. If you got the app, you can just go down and I think I believe it's real time. But uh, and you know, if you go right to theathletic.com, you'll see it pop up too. Um, it's it's cool. Like so, if something happens, like immediately, like the Slack room start forming and they call everybody in who needs to be in. And I got called in and I thought something happened. Like I'm like I'm watching the game. I don't know why are we doing breaking news. Um, because it was what do you do now? The it was it was great. Like they're really they like fantasy as part of this. What do you do now with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, and Le'Veon Bell coming back? And I had to say, like, look, man, like, they're, like, like, the dude could have run for 200 yards, and Le'Veon Bell is still probably going to get, in, in two weeks, we're going to see him with, like, 40% of the snaps. I might be wrong. I mean, that's opinion. That's why we're here. But, but do you agree? I mean, like, this is this could be, like, Clyde Edward-Hilaire's swan song in a way. No, no, no. And and I think and Andy Reid even confirmed it last night uh, in an interview. Uh, coaches say stuff. That's true. Know. No, that's true. And listen, Bell is going to get on the field. And this was a hit to Clyde Edwards owners, especially all the, you know, the people that were carrying the torch this draft season, calling Clyde, you know, a top five uh, overall draft pick and, and taking him over the Derrick Henrys of the world and the Dalvin Cooks of the world. If you remember that argument that we had on one of our shows, um, uh, Nando, I remember that specifically. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, go back and listen to the tape. You know, Listen, Clyde, you saw what he had last night. He's a stud. He's going to be the lead back. That's not going to change. They just wanted to bring in Le'Veon Bell to take a little bit of the load off of Clyde's plate. Uh, 
I, I think the one thing you will see is, you know, um, inside the five-yard line, that's going to be Bell's territory now. They wanted to bring in the big back uh, to take the pounding off. This is what Andy, right out of Andy Reid's mouth. You know, we don't want to give our little guy a pounding, uh, you know, every week. They don't want to give him the ball 25, 30 times with nothing going on behind. Darrell Williams actually shows up last night. Go figure. Probably in his swan song before he's inactive the rest of the way uh, with Bell coming in. Uh, Darrell Williams probably got his last touches of the season if, you know, Bell and Clyde stay healthy. But uh, maybe a little bit of third down work for Bell and, uh, you know, goal line work. And that's going to hurt Clyde owners, um, you know, going forward. But Clyde's still going to be the lead guy. He's still going to get 75, 80% of the touches. And um, and that's good. I, I mean... You sound like a delusional Clyde Edwards Hilaire general manager. Uh, well, I, being that I own zero shares of Clyde, I could care <laughs> less. And I hope that Bell takes more. But that's just me from a fantasy analyst point of view. And straight out of Andy Reid's mouth is... It's still Clyde's show. Just wanted to bring something. Listen, they had to replace Damian Williams from last year. They were probably looking to do it. You know, if you look at what they, what was going on in Kansas City beside behind Clyde, um, even two weeks ago, Darwin Thompson came in as the second back over Darrell Williams. So I guess Darrell Williams, they weren't too thrilled with what they were getting out of him production-wise. Uh, Thompson came in. They gave him a shot to be the backup. He fumbles. He goes back to the back of the line. There was even a week a couple weeks ago where they uh, brought up DeAndre Washington uh, from the practice squad one week. Yeah. I think technically he's still up. Yeah. I, I mean, have you seen him? Or is he in the witness protection program? Maybe they just gave him a uniform and said, here, here you go. Sit on the sideline. But, you know, he hasn't done anything. Um, so that's it. That's, you know, that's where I stand. And that's I don't think Clyde owners have anything to really worry about. He's still going to be an RB1. He's just not going to be a top end of the line RB1 like a Kamara or, or Derrick Henry. He's going to be like a low end RB1. Um, I don't know. I like I, I want to agree with you because I do you know, I like the story of this all, but you know, last week he played 60% of the snaps, 40 yards. Before that it was 64, 64, 38. I mean, I I just get a feeling like let's just we're going to get you to run the ball, the crap out of the ball because this is the last time you're going to be our lead back, Clyde. But that's just my thought. That's all. This is why we're both here. For me to be wrong and you to tell me. Can we please talk about Kenyon Drake? Yes. Oh, let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right? And love Kenyon Drake last night. And uh, it's funny. His long touchdown run as they were trying to run out the clock actually gave me a fantasy win in a big league last night. Couldn't believe that happened. Um Listen, you were right. Let's give you some credit. No, 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 no. You're so humble. Let me give you some credit. I didn't think he was going to do this. Listen, everybody was jumping on the the Chase Edmonds bandwagon, me included, because we saw what we saw these last five weeks with Edmonds looking like the better back and doing more with less touches. Uh, So we just started to say, you know, uh, in the industry, like, hey, listen, Edmonds is going to start taking in this job over slowly but surely and buy, get all, you know, as many Chase Edmonds shares as you can acquire. And after last night, I think we all have to pump the brakes on that, you know, because uh, Drake looked good. Um, You know, I still don't but know I- why. I still don't know why he can't get involved in the pass game here. I mean, other than taking one off the face in like the second quarter. Uh, maybe his hands, he, he forgot. But this guy came into the league as a really good pass-catching back, so I just don't know why they can't get him involved in the pass game right now. 
maybe that's just not their offense. You know, maybe they want to establish a run with one guy. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Because you're right, it doesn't make sense. Like, same system two years in a row. Why would you tweak it, you know? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I don't know. Uh, he, uh, he, caught, uh, he caught, you know, he was a good pass catcher last year. Don't know, and he was pretty much heavily targeted last year. Now, all of a sudden, nothing. So, But, hey, we'll take 160 rushing yards and two touchdowns if he's not going to catch the ball. I mean, I don't care. Run for 150 and two touchdowns every week, and I, I won't have any complaints about the – not being used in the passing game. But that was great to see for Drake owners. And, um, you know, hopefully going forward, he gets Seattle this week in another game that should be the game of the week, fantasy-wise. High-scoring game. And uh, give me oh, all the Drake. Sneak preview. Sneak preview. Sneak preview. Oh, yeah. No, there'll be a lot of that in the article. Game of the week. Yeah. Game of the week. Give me Murray versus Russ. Oh. And by the yes, way, while we're on the Cardinals, while we're on the Cardinals, can can I pat myself on the back a little bit, Nando, about my Christian Kirk? Uh, make sure you get him in your uh, lineups. I mean, it's not really in character for you to do something like that, but go ahead. No, it isn't. But uh, listen, Christian Kirk, he better be on your radar now. All you people that were dropping him after the first couple of weeks, that's going to be a mistake because uh, even though he only you know caught two balls last night, you see how he can be used in this offense and. Uh, Kirk uh, stays on the field, you know, every down. So, uh, hey, it's Christian Kirk, wide receiver yeah. three in your fantasy team. You probably should have practiced that one before the show. Yeah, I should have. Would you rather have Christian Kirk or Henry Ruggs? Ooh, nah, Ruggs is still my guy. Can you start both of them? If someone wants to trade you, like, let's say you're hurting for running back. Let's say someone's like, hey, man, I'll give you Ezekiel Elliott for... Make sure you Thomas. think about make sure you think about these trade proposals. I know they just come off yeah. the top of your brain, but, but they do. Make sure I'm, try, they... I'm, I'm trying to put in a scenario where you'll feel comfortable with Henry Ruggs and Christian Kirk as maybe your wide receiver two and wide receiver three. No, I, no, forward. you want better than listen. You want better than that. Ruggs and Kirk are guys that you know they were maybe drafted as your five and your six or something like that, and you're like you know you were hoping that they ascended into every week starters. Like that's the type of feel you have for a Rugs and a Kirk. You right. know so they were on the amazing. outside of your starting lineup. They were maybe your first bench wide receiver, but now going forward, you could be like, all right, in the right matchups when you you know you see like these teams. Our two offenses, like I've been talking about, you wanted to buy into the Raiders and the and the Cardinals. You know, you look up and you schedule and you see, okay, hey, uh, you know, Arizona's got Seattle this week. Kirk can be my wide receiver three, bumping a guy that uh, you know is on a buy or in a bad situation to your bench, and you put in a Christian Kirk this week versus Seattle. Uh, you know, same thing with Rugs when he plays the Chiefs or the Broncos or teams that are going to be wide open pass game. Pass game. All right. I mean, I was going to give you a scenario, but never mind. Let's move along. Um, actually, no, let, let me skip around a little bit real quick because Dallas um, has Washington next week, as we mentioned. And uh, last week I wrote about and I talked a lot about how much I love J.D. McKissick on the show and in my writings. And you kind of were like, no, no, it's Antonio Gibson. J.D. McKissick sucks. Uh-huh. Um, that's how I remember gonna- it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. How do you think it's going to play out in week seven? Thank you for throwing those bouquet, bouquet of roses uh, at me with my J.D. McKissick. And maybe now finally people understand that, that J.D. McKissick should be in your weekly lineup. You know, he's, I mean, I almost said something that I might regret right there. No, say it, say I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it just because 
He could be this year's Austin Eckler. Okay? He's catching right. seven balls, six, seven balls a week. Okay? They're giving him enough touches in the game. Listen, every time you look up, he's he's 15 fantasy points, 13, 14, 15 fantasy points, three, four weeks in a row. Okay? It's just Gibson and McKissick. And believe it or not, McKissick is getting plenty of playing time on a team that's always going to be playing from behind. Kyle Allen is a check down king. And when you, you know, in a year where people are starving for running back help in deeper leagues, you plug McKissick in as an RB2 or a flex play, and he gives you these 13 to 15 fantasy points. I don't understand why people still have him out on, on their waiver wire. He's, he's a borderline RB2. How much would you pay for him in Fab? If you, if, like, if people are like, fine, I believe you, Chris Vaccaro. First off, $100 league, $1,000 bat budget. So let's say $100 league, you got $41 left. Listen, I don't, I'm not going to get into the percent. But I'm just saying, as the weeks go on, obviously, you know, the, the amount that you're going to have to bid for him grows. So depends on when you get him. But if he's available now, it's going to cost you a little bit. All right, that was very helpful. No, I mean, oh, you have forty one dollars left, and you know, I I know nothing else other than it's forty one dollars. I don't know what everybody else has in the league, so let me get seventeen dollars out of forty one. I don't know what to say to that question. It's going to cost you twenty to twenty five percent to get him. I'd say. A few weeks ago, listen, and I know we joke here, but if like, please don't let my joking with Chris Vaccaro in any way lessen the impact of his words because like I, I we can rattle off an entire show of things he's been right about in the last two weeks and one of them and probably the biggest one is deandre swift oh um, yeah my boy deandre swift happened and i mean we've been putting him in chris vaccaro's headlines and he's been writing about it and sneaking in on the show um 14 116 two touchdowns but here's the thing that i just want to i'm wondering adrian peterson was 1541 uh caught a pass for 18 yards Adrian Peterson played 35% of the snaps, which was down uh, 44 the week before, 59 uh, the week before that. DeAndre Swift coming out of the bye only played 38% of the snaps, uh, which was exactly the same number as he did uh, the previous game. Carry on, Johnson got 22, whatever. Oh, so that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like, so, like, DeAndre Swift, if you just saw him and you didn't look at the snaps, you'd be like, holy crap, guy got 116 yards, two touchdowns, you know, four targets, three receptions. Do, I mean, does it spoil it at all? They only got 38% of the snaps? Are you looking at it like maybe he earned his way up to 45 and with even with that limited amount of work, he can still blow up? Yes, I think he's he's earned more. But, you know, here, here we go again with what's Matt Patricia going to do? We could literally tw- – fantasy Twitter will blow up this next week if DeAndre Swift plays like less than 20% of the snaps after this performance. Uh, you know, sure, yes, he breaks off a big 55-yard run early that that you know was most of his production there but um you know we had to we had to keep buying into the fact that DeAndre Swift was you know hurt in in camp okay really didn't have a, a training camp they had I'm I'm assuming that they looked at it like okay listen our, we have an early bye week in that week 5 let's you know bring them along slowly in the first 4 weeks catch him up to speed, uh, you know, in the bye week. And then when we come out of the bye week, we could slowly turn this backfield over more and more to DeAndre Swift. But a funny thing happened along the way. Adrian Peterson played pretty well in in the first four weeks. So he's not going away. But he started to play a little less here. You know, 
And uh, and Peterson is still a productive veteran back. So, you know, what can we hope for going forward? Hopefully Swift gets up to that 50-55% range of snaps. Peterson drops down maybe a little bit to the 30% range. And as time goes on, it moves up for Swift, a little lower for Peterson, where he becomes just the, the backup to Swift. And on Johnson just disappears to oblivion. Because I don't even know why they give him, you know, snaps. But the Swift takeover is, is starting to happen. Uh, looks great. Looks like a lead back. And, um, you know, all systems go, hopefully, from here on out. What if he fumbles? Changes everything, right? Because Patricia? Oh, well, let's not think about that. All right, all right. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust? Or is it a... Mm, real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Chris, I thought you'd like enjoy, you know, your Sunday dinner, man. You know, like those one o'clock games, a little sausage, a little pasta. You know, it's funny. I have the same routine now. I I eat like a big lunch right before the one o'clock start. So I know I don't have to even think about food or eating until after the four o'clock games are done. And then I have my dinner at like 730 right as soon as the games end and right before the 8 o'clock, the 815 game. So I'm like a machine, Nando. I have everything down pat. I have my Sundays completely down in order. That's not, and then the chef gets to go home? And then, the, yeah, and then I send them <laughs> home. Yeah. Let's talk about the Rams. No, this is, I actually want to know what you're supposed to do with Cam Akers because I think a lot of people after hearing that Sean McVay was like, hey, 19% of snaps, that's going to be increased next week. Cam Akers played one snap, which was generously brought him up to 2% of snaps. Um, you know, Malcolm Brown's the same. Darrell Henderson does a lot with a little. Um See Cam Akers though, man. Like it's like what, like what? You can't you can't drop a guy like that. Uh, I'm not saying you drop him, but like, what, should you offer a cheap trade for him? Maybe. Oh, offer a trade. Uh, it better be real cheap because I'm not giving up any decent pieces of my team to get Cam Akers. If if I'm making a trade with someone, 
and they want to include him in the package or if I want to try and get him in a package as like the throw in. Yeah. But, you know, right now the guy's got no value and uh, can't see it really happening anytime soon. Um, you know, the injuries set him back a little bit. And, uh, at, you know, at the same time, I'm saying that, you know, we've been talking about McVeigh these past couple of weeks trying to be like a mini Belichick and never knowing what game plan he's going to come into. If you remember the game versus the Giants where everybody was expecting the huge Daryl Henderson. Oh, my God, he's going to blow up RB1 this week coming off the prior week. And then it was the Malcolm Brown show. Yeah. So, you know, it's another team in another game, just like Belichick, just like Patricia. Uh, you know, they always want to keep the other team guessing. And it could be more Malcolm Brown than Daryl Henderson. But listen, all we can do as a fantasy industry is look at what we saw the pre- previous week. And now we're all going to be back in on the Daryl Henderson train coming into this upcoming week. Everybody's going to have him in your lineups. And you better, better hope that McVay doesn't mess with everybody. That's all. There's certain backfields and certain teams that you just don't want to go in on in fantasy draft season. I don't own any shares of any of these guys, and I could care less, but that's a problem for all you, you know, Ram backfield believers is, you know, good luck. Put them out there and, and hope that, you know, Henderson starts continuing to, to take over the backfield snaps. But he's looked good like three other times this season, and then he was basically— yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to this thing. Yeah, I know. So, like, do you try and shed your team from all of them? And maybe, I would like, try and trade Daryl Henderson is what I would do because I don't want to mess with this. Yeah, why not? Someone's going to be like, oh, wow, he looks great. And let me get this, you know, future RB1 for the rest of the season. And maybe they give you a piece of, you know, a, a good piece in return for him. That's Chase Edmonds. Huh? Chase Edmonds. I wouldn't trade Daryl Henderson for Chase Edmonds now coming off of what I just saw. Isn't that what you're supposed to be doing, though? Mm, no, selling high and buying low. Oh, and then you might get, and then you might be trading away a guy that actually gets 20 touches a game, like Daryl Henderson, for a guy that gets five touches a game. So, we'll, how about Adrian Peterson? Yeah, yeah. Go trade Daryl Henderson for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I'm so, dude, I'm asking you real. Is this questions. why you don't win fantasy leagues, Nando? I win fantasy leagues. I don't. All right. I'm asking you, feel free to say no. I'm not saying, hey, here's a great idea, Darrell Henderson for Adrian Peterson. I'm I'm trying to create a scale of trade value. This is a bad, this is a bad, no, no. I'm not trading for an old veteran. I'm not trading Darrell Henderson for Adrian Peterson. You just said how much you loved Adrian Peterson. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. Why don't you tell me someone who you would, you play in a lot of leagues that don't have trades. Mm-hmm. Um most of you, I'd say almost all your leagues don't have trades, but like, no, I have, you know, I have some big home leagues that, uh, you know, I have trade and I like it. I, I like trading leagues. I wish I had more trading leagues because it's always fun to go, you know, and see nobody ever wants to trade with me though. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I make unfair trades, but, uh, I don't trade too much, but it's fun to try and make some big trades. It's kind of fun. I never thought of you as the kind of guy who you know, is that guy in the league who offers something so lopsided that people don't want to talk to you? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess I am that guy. What happened to Aaron Rodgers? Uh, Aaron Rodgers always struggles out of the bye week. Um, and, and I guess this happened again. Uh, you know, listen, he got off to a good start. And then, the you know, that Tampa Bay defense is pretty good. They, they get to pick six. And everything steamrolls after that. It's just one of those weeks. You know, everybody wanted to anoint the the Packers. Oh, this is the team going to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And it's like, pump your brakes a little bit. You know, this offense isn't that dynamic where you look around. You know, they have Devontae Adams. 
They don't have much after that in the passing game. Um, you know, Tanyan got banged up, so maybe that hurt, um, you know, the offense. We thought that Tanyan was going to now be, a, a you know, a top 10 tight end the rest of the year. MVS, I think this team is actually going to miss, you know, Lazard for as long as he's out now. And uh, Tampa Bay is really strong against the run. They did a good job limiting Aaron Jones, and everything just fell apart after that. So, you know, uh, it's just one of those weeks. You know, he, the the Packers get the Texans this week. Uh, I think the offense will look great again, and it's just one of those things. The Packers weren't going to go 16-0. Um, I look at this team. I don't even think they're, uh, you know, like one of those 14-win teams. I think they're an 11-win team. So they're going to have weeks where they're down like that. How good is Deshaun Watson, though, huh? Oh, I love Deshaun Watson. What a great offense to be, you know, have pieces in. And hopefully right. Will Fuller can just stay healthy. Because Fuller and Cooks, nice, you know, really, really good fantasy receivers to have in this type of team uh, with Watson and, you know, a bad defense. They're always going to be in these high-scoring shootouts. And uh, Watson's a top-five fantasy quarterback the rest of the way. How about David Johnson? David Johnson Can is, he benefit from this as they yes. keep rolling and rolling? Yeah, why not? Listen, you know, everybody was down on David Johnson, me included, uh, after what we saw. He doesn't look, you know, like the old David Johnson, but sometimes you, you just need to be in the right offenses and, and, and you get a piece of a good high-scoring offense and he's going to luck his way into those 15 fantasy points every week. I think that's what DJ can be, you know? Um Get involved a little more in the passing game, and um, he, he they get inside the the five, and and he could fall into the end zone every week. So, and before you know it, he's got 15, 20 fantasy points. I think he's a solid RB two for your fantasy team, you know, going forward. All right, let's try this. Someone says I'll give you David Johnson for your Darrell Henderson. David Johnson for Darrell Henderson. It's pretty fair, Nando. That's not right, the that? end. Of it. I think you finally hit on something where it's actually not a lopsided shoot down. Like the trades that you were throwing out of the ones that you open up the thing, you laugh and you're like, oh, God, what a loser this guy is trying to send me this thing. And you hit a delete. Like that's what goes through my mind when, you know, you get those trade offers that are like insulting. I think if you if you look at game logs, I mean, you could you could make an argument that Adrian Peterson's usage and I'm not trying, I mean, it's not like I am I love this trade offer that I came up with, but I'm just saying I could justify an Adrian Peterson one because he's, his usage has been pretty good and Darrell Henderson's been all over the place. And you don't know when Darrell Henderson's going to have that. Yes, okay, but let me tell you what the difference is. Let me tell you what the difference is here, okay? Yeah, the upside, the upside in the future. Yeah, but it's not about just looking at a box score and being like, this guy plays this much and this guy plays this much, so it's pretty even. No, you have an upside back for a downside back, you know? There's no more, there's no upside with Adrian Peterson trying to get him, you know, what you're hoping for is 50 rushing yards on, on 12, you know, attempts and hopefully a touchdown. He's a zero in the, in the pass game. And you're trying to, and you're trading for Daryl Henderson that you don't know, maybe he is going to be the, the locked in lead RB one for the Rams in a great offense. And maybe he is 18 touches a game with, upside and he's you know 100 rushing yards couple catches touchdown and you know he's a borderline back end rb1 maybe uh, the second half of the season so you you don't trade an upside back for you know a guy going nowhere i know that <laughs> of course you do i'm just telling this is how you can justify it okay all right uh Jutris and the schuster i'm actually perplexed by bust it. 
Yeah, is he? Bust. Is he a bust? Bust. Yeah. Since Antonio Brown has left the team and Juju's basically taken over that role of wide receiver one, which everybody thought, it just hasn't happened. Um, He's not a wide receiver one. Uh, Everybody drafted him this preseason again in the third round of, of drafts expecting it, and he's been a complete bust. And now comes along Chase Claypool, besides Deontay Johnson, who, you know, hopefully we get him back this week. And what happens? You know, uh, there's too many mouths to feed in this Pittsburgh offense. They have a solid run game. They have a great defense. I don't know how many shootouts they'll be in. Juju's not going to be that dream, you know, that everybody had for him, that eight catch, 110 yards and a touchdown type of wide receiver that you hope for when you draft someone in the third round like they did him. So, yes, he comes with the bust, uh, you know, uh, attached to him right now. Here we go. Um, so, well, let's say Antonio Brown played. When was the last time he played with Pittsburgh? After the 2018 season, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, there was there were some games at the end of 2018 they didn't play in, right? All right, let's just say from 2019, from last season forward, Juju Smith-Schuster has had a 103-yard game, an 84-yard game, an 81-yard game, and that's it. It was probably 85. He's, yeah. Yeah, that's, and what's crazy is, like, his targets. So in 2018, he had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 games with 10 or more targets. Since then, he's had zero. He's had one game with nine targets. Somebody called him a glorified Danny Amendola, and I was like, oh, man, wow. Like, just someone who's lining up in the slot. They just, like, you know, give him – he doesn't run deep routes anymore. Um, You know, he's basically just like a, you know, like a four for 40 type wide receiver, you know, like a possession receiver. So Let me ask you this. If someone's like, I'll give you my Juju Smith-Schuster for your Darrell Henderson, what would you say? I would, I, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> uh, it depends on my need, but I really don't, I'm really down on Juju. Um, All right. I don't, I mean, but I think I could see if you're, if someone offers you that, it's exciting because like you just said, that guy's got draft capital at least. And you know, it's only week six. That's going to be some game this week, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, both five and O teams. Um, by the way, the AFC is loaded. Um, and I know the chiefs are still king of the hill, but, um, you know, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Titans, the Steelers, you got a lot of good teams. The AFC playoffs this year are going to be really good. The AFC is very competitive. On the flip side, the NFC is just... Nanda, who do you like in the NFC to come out of the NFC this year? Like, who who do you think the best team in the NFC is? I think it's going to be the Rams. When the dust settles, I think it'll be the Rams again. God, really? Yeah. Oh, who do you like? Green Bay? Um... No one in the East. I'm still sticking with the Saints. I really am. Something's wrong. You know what? I really, really think, and I could be way wrong, Drew Brees saying all that stuff has maybe ruined that locker room. Oh, that's a tie. Hey. Why else? Is, things are off, man. Like the dude didn't Things are off because Michael years. Thomas isn't out there. That's why things are off. But now I think yeah. you see a different team going forward. But other than well, that, Seattle, like, I, listen, Seattle. most people are going to say Seattle right now when you ask that question. But that's a team I just don't believe in uh, defensive-wise. Yeah, I love the offense and Russ and, and everything. But I just can't see them representing the NFC in the Super Bowl with that defense. So um, I'm still going to stick with the Saints coming out of the NFC this year. I don't think I wonder, I wonder how many people right now would say the Buccaneers. 
I think after this week's performance, a lot more people will be jumping on that Buccaneer bandwagon like they were in August. You know, it's a solid yeah. defense. Brady gets more in sync with his offense as the year goes along. Remember, he hasn't had his whole offense out there. You know, Godwin's been banged up. Evans is banged up now. He sh- probably shouldn't even be playing. Uh, Evans, you know, another two-point performance uh, fantasy-wise. If you watch the game, they, they were talking about how he shouldn't have been playing last week, but he gutted it out. So his ankle's still a mess. Um, Gronko- Gronkowski finally showed up. He, he didn't look like a stiff, like he has the first five weeks of the season. And uh, and the defense is strong. You know, they make a trade to replace uh, V to V, uh, their big-time uh, nose tackle. They, they replace him with McClendon. So now that shores up the D-line. And they had a solid defense to begin with. So uh, they'll be there too. No doubt about it. Um, what if I offered you Adrian Peterson and A.J. Green for your Darrell Henderson? Adrian Peterson and A.J. Green? You just want to give me all the old stiffs? What, what A.J. Green did was just a slap in the face to people this past week. <laughs> Eight for 96. Oh, yeah. It was a slap in the face in the fantasy world. Like everybody dropped A.J. Green this past week. Like, just everybody had enough. I dropped so many A.J. Green shares. Uh, the teams that I must have unloaded, like, 50%, 60% of my A.J. Green shares that I had in drafts um, this past week. And then he drops an 8 for 96, and it's like, you got to be kidding me. Seriously, I thought this guy was dead. Like, I, you know, especially with the hamstring injury and him leaving. And did you see the video of when, you know, Burrow throws the interception versus the Ravens the week before, and he doesn't even want any part of the play? And then they yeah. catch him on the sidelines, mouthing, uh, re- you know, if you read his words, like, why don't they just trade me? That's how he said, why don't they just trade meat? Yeah. The meat exchange. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what AJ Green's going to be going forward, but if he starts putting these games together again, uh, man, oh, man, it, that's going to hurt. That, that's, well, that's what I'm saying, but, like, it's going to be too late for people listening to the show they got to decide now. Like No, depending on how deep the league is, I'd throw him on your bench and see if he could keep this up. And maybe a couple weeks from now, he's putting these games together where he's a 6-for-75 type of wide receiver. But, you know, this Bengal offense is pretty damn good. And with T. Higgins emerging, and uh, T. Higgins should be in your lineup every week going forward, he plays basically 100% of the snap, so he doesn't come off the field. Either does Boyd. Um so these three guys are all capable receivers, but you know Boyd is a, a a wide receiver too for your fantasy team. Higgins is a borderline fantasy wide receiver too, probably three, and uh, Green is you know a bench wide receiver. And following up on that wide receiver talk, where does Tim Patrick fall into this whole thing? Because I mean, Tim he's, Patrick he's kinda... is very underrated, Nando. Yeah, I know he's underrated. Um, you know, he's one of these receivers these last couple of years that it's like there's been injuries to Bronco receivers, and it's like, okay, Tim Patrick comes in, he plays a really good couple games. Then, like, the Bronco receivers that were out get healthy, they come back in, and Tim Patrick's forgotten about again. So when it happened again this year, and me included, we're like, all right, it's Jerry Judy's time. He's going to be the receiver one. Uh, it's all him. Uh, you know, there's not much else. And I pretty much forgotten about tim patrick threw him to the side and i shouldn't have you know because tim patrick does this you know a lot he comes in 
and he seems to you know be the lead guy. So he's he's a solid flex play. Solid flex play. I, I think so. I mean, he's going to let you down. I'm sure it's, he's not going to be pumping out you know hundred yard games every week. Sure. Uh, Nikki Javala loved him uh, when we uh, when we ask her questions, beat writer roundup stuff, or would she come on the podcast when we're talking to beat writers? She brought up Tim, like, we're like, give us someone, you know, who's kind of deep and not on anyone's minds. And she's like, Tim Patrick. So it's kind of neat to see that happening. He's a solid fantasy wide receiver that if he's on your waiver wire, you should add. All right. Um, Baker Mayfield. This is my this is my last question of the show today. And I was just, you know, I've got I've got him in a super flex league, two super flex leagues. Um, and it's you're in a weird spot with him because you can't trade him. Nobody wants him. And you can't just pick up another quarterback on the wire because there are no quarterbacks on the wire in these deep leagues like that. So, do you, I mean, can you give us some kind of optimism for Baker Mayfield maybe? Or is this just your, this is like purgatory. Baker Mayfield is purgatory. Um, well, if you're in the situation you're in, what can you do with him? Nothing. You have That's to keep throwing at you. You know, do you have another quarterback on your roster? Yeah, I mean, I got my starting quarterback. Who's Aaron Rodgers? So you have two quarterbacks, so you have to keep playing him. So you don't have an option in two quarterback leagues to super well, got, flex or whatever it's called. I got your boy Sam Darnold. Hey, you know what? You may be better off when Sam Darnold comes back and is healthy in some weeks playing Darnold over Mayfield. I strongly believe that. I'm probably going to be doing that a lot, actually. Yeah, no doubt about it, because the Jets are going to be throwing left and right, you know, from behind all the time. Uh, what were we saying? Oh, Baker Mayfield. Listen, you knew that was going to be a disaster. I don't. You couldn't play him this week in Pittsburgh, versus that defense with a banged up. You know, uh, he, he's got a banged up Landry. Um, Beckham had uh, nothing going this week. That was really, uh, a, a, you know, a, a bummer this week. His two for twenty five, but he's going to struggle versus bad, you know, versus really great defenses. So, um, you know, you got to play him in, in certain matchups. It's man, it's it's just so. I read a story today. I think it was actually it was on the Athletic. It was Zach Jackson's story saying like, I don't even I don't think Baker Mayfield's the quarterback for this team after the season. They can drop his fifth year option or whatever and just not not do it and go after someone else. No, he definitely hasn't lived up to the hype, you know, coming out of Oklahoma and and being the Heisman winner and everything like that. So, um, you know, he has his moments. He he shines here, he shines there, but then you know he drops a dud. You know, to be a great quarterback in NFL. You have to be consistent and, uh, you know, take advantage. When you're in tough matchups, still perform. And it just seems like Baker Mayfield can only take advantage of bad defenses, uh, and and that's it. You don't want to be that guy, the, the guy who's performing well against bad defenses and only bad defenses. No, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, for you, for you in your situation, you're going to have to rotate Darnold and Mayfield as your QB, too. Anyway. Uh, hope you all enjoyed this. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, Vaquero's column uh, will probably be filed Wednesday night around 1120, along with a text that says, are you up? Uh, so expect that one Thursday morning at some point. Maybe, th- you know, we try to get out Thursday, like 12.01 a.m. Yeah. So we can be, you know, so we get out there for the. And the make West. sure if you're reading the columns, make sure you look at every pronunciation, every, um, you know, uh, spelling, spelling it for everything. And, and please, if he you know, gives one word where it should be a lowercase and instead of a, a capital, uh, make sure you jump on them in the comment section, okay? Because you got to stay on Nando for that. 
the Chris Vaccaro commenters are they love you, man. Except for like one person. I mean, I love them too, but that guy, that's just ridiculous to point out one uh, one little <laughs> error, you know? I mean, yeah. If they only knew how many came in. <laughs> so, so on that note, <laughs> shout out to Michael Feller. Shout out to Pepsi. Shout out to uh, Get Roman. Thank you all for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, you know, download, subscribe, rate if you like it. You know, if you want to give us a star, that's cool. If you want to give us five, that's awesome. It's it'll it'll warm Chris's cockles uh, while he's eating at both twelve thirty and seven thirty every Sunday. Um, hope you had fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Most of all, hope this is helpful. Thank you all very much for joining us. We'll see you later.